Hey friends, how you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're starting Daf Tzadidalit, Daf 94 of Mesech to Yevomis. And um, Daf 94, well, uh, well, the first part we talk about is one witness believed to permit a Yevoma to marry some other fellow. <laughs> what do you guys think? Okay, so I, I leave you with that opening question. And then we talk about what happens if the opposite happens. What do I mean? What happens if it's his wife who goes traveling and then word comes back that she's in Wellwood and then um, and then he marries her sister. I mean, you know, here's his chance. So, and then she comes back and things get awkward. So, we're going to discuss that situation also. Well then, without further ado, uh, we're on Daftari Dalid. Uh, about eight, ten lines into the page. Omele of Motchi Ravashi. You got it? So, it says of Motchi to Ravashi. Vamri lei Ravacha Ravashi. Okay, some say it wasn't of Motchi, it was Ravashi. Ravacha. Okay, pick your, uh, take your choice. Toshma, come in here. Enoishin emenes lehimar mesivami she'enose. So a woman is not believed to say that her yovam went to Wellwood so that she can now marry somebody else, right? So, so if you have Reuven married to Sari, Reuven goes to Wellwood. So then, so then now Sari needs to do Yibum with Shimon. Shimon's nowhere to be found. So now what happens? So she is not believed to say that Shimon's also in Wellwood. Right? Shainasi said, I can marry some other guy. And she's also not believed to say that her sister went to Wellwood. So that she could marry her husband, right? Meaning, right? So let's, I don't know, let's, uh, keep, uh, all right, let's keep Reuven and, uh, Reuven and Sarah are married, okay? So Rifke wants to marry Reuven, but she can't because Sarah is married to Reuven. Now Sarah and Rifke are sisters, right? And Rifke can't marry Reuven if Reuven's married to her sister, Sarah. So Rifke is not believed to say that Sara is gestorben, um, so that she can now marry Reuven. That, that, that wouldn't, she would not be believed. Now, you ready for the proof? The argument? And so we want to say, okay, well, Sara is not believed to say that her Yovam is dead. Rivka is not believed to say that her sister is dead. Right? In these cases, they're not believed, um, they're not believed. But, but, but the important thing over here, an Eid Echad would be believed. Right? We're saying that they are not believed to testify about themselves to their own benefit. But a, an Eid Echad would be believed, i.e. an Eid Echad, an individual witness, would be believed to say that um, Shimon, the Yavam, is dead so that Sarah can now go marry some other fellow. With the Taimich, to which the Gemara says, hold your horses. That's what the Gemara says. The Taimich means, hold your horses. So, the Taimich, hold your horses. Ema Seifa. If I continue reading in that Brisa, a fellow is not believed to say that his brother is Gishtorbin so that uh, he could marry his sister-in-law. He's also not believed to say that his own wife is dead so that he could marry his sister-in-law, i.e. his wife's sister. 
Would we say in that case as well that the diuk is that sure he's not believed to testify about himself, to testify that his sister, that his wife is dead so he can marry his sister-in-law or that his brother is dead so he can marry his sister-in-law. Um, should we say he's not believed about himself but in Eid Echad would be believed? Obviously not. I understand why in Eid Echad is believed by a, a, a woman to permit her to be married to somebody else to prevent uh, Aguna. But there's no reason why we would ever trust an individual uh, witness about a man to say that uh, you know his wife is dead to allow him to marry his uh, sister-in-law or to say that his brother's dead to allow him to marry his brother's wife, also his sister-in-law. Meaning, right? obviously the diuk in the seifa about this guy would not be to say that an Eid Echad would be believed to testify about him. We would only ever consider believing in Eid Echod by a woman to allow her to get married because she, otherwise she'll be in Aguna. Um, so therefore, we kind of throw out any kind of diuk proof to say from here that an Eid Echod would be believed to permit uh, Sara to get married to some other guy. This b'raise is really only important according to Akiva because Sakadaitik since, of course, we know that according to Rabbi Akiva, there is moms are even from Chayve Lavin. So, therefore, for example, in the case of Yivama, right? Reuven's married to Sarah, Reuven dies. So now Sarah needs to do even with Shimon. So now, if, 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 if what I, I don't know, did I, what I, Sarah needs to do even with Shimon. So now, if Sarah would, were to, instead of do even with Shimon, she were to marry some other guy, Yankel. She wanted to marry a guy named Yankel. So if she marries Yankel, so then according to Rabbi Akiva, the child would be a mamzer. Right? It's a lav, right? It says, right, right. Something like that, right? I guess we've been learning like almost 100 pages of, of Yivama, so I should probably be familiar with that pasuk. What do you want me to tell you? Anyways, uh, what were we talking about? So, right. So, if, if Sarah would, if she needs to do even with Shimon, but she goes and marries some other guy, so that's a love, but says Rabbi Akiva, that if, you know, a, a relationship of a love, the child is a mamzer. So, so, therefore, I might think, So, therefore, I might think that according to Rabbi Akiva, since if Sarah marries some random guy, when she needs to do Yibam with Shimon, the child will be a mamzer. Maybe there we can also assume that um, she is going to make sure that Shimon really is dead um, before she marries that other person to prevent the child being a mamzer. So maybe I would think that according to be Akiva, she would be believed to testify that her Yavam is dead, that, that, that Shimon is dead. Komash Malon. Um, therefore, we need this Brysa to tell us that no, actually she would not be believed about herself, even though uh, if she marries some other guy, the child would be a mamzer. Still, she's not believed about herself. Rav Omer says, Rav, I could learn out from a kalvachomer that um, one witness should be believed by to permit a Yavama to marry some other fellow, right? So if you have, right, Reuven died, Sarah needs to do Yibam with Shimon. Shimon is nowhere to be found. One wit- So Rava says one witness would be believed to say that Shimon's also dead and now Sarah can marry whoever she wants. 
um, one witness would be believed, and we can derive this from a kalvachomer. Okay, Rav Omer Eid Echod Nemon Bivam Kalvachomer. I can argue that an Eid Echod is believed to permit a, 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 a well, essentially sorry to get married to whoever she wants. Kalvachomer from a logical argument, Leiser Karis Hitarta. Well, if you allow an Eid Echod by an Iser Karis, right? We allow an Eid Echod by Eishes Ish. We allow an Eid Echod. Uh, to enable, right, if an Eid Echod comes and says that Sarah's husband died on his trip, so she's now allowed to marry somebody else. And that's Eishasish, that's an Isrkaris, the Isrlav Lokoshikin. So then certainly, and then certainly when it comes to Yibum, which is only a Lav, there's no Chi of Karis, right? Meaning, if, if, right, what are the stakes over here? Ruven died, Sarah needs to do Yibum with Shimon. If she goes and marries some other guy, it's a Lav. So certainly an Eid Echod would be believed to say that Shimon's dead and she can marry somebody else. If he's believed to say that her husband's dead and, and now she can marry somebody else when it would be Eish certainly he's, the Eid Echod would be believed to say that Shimon is dead and she can now marry somebody else where it's just a lav. A certain rabbi said to Rav, Yeah, but we could prove otherwise from herself. That so a certain rabbi challenged Rav and he says, "I don't agree with your logic, because as we learned yesterday, right, a woman is believed to say that her own husband died and that now she can marry somebody else, which is a chiyuv karis. We believe her by a chiyuv karis, and yet we had just said that a woman is not believed to say about herself that her yavam died. So we see that you know even when testifying about herself, we see that we trust her about herself with regard to Aishas Ish, which is Chiyuv Karis, and yet we do not trust her about herself to say that her brother-in-law died and that now she can marry whoever she wants, which would only be a love. How come we don't believe her about uh, that her brother-in-law is dead? Because since maybe she and Shimon don't get along, maybe she hates Shimon. And therefore, she's not really going to do her research so much to make sure that he's really dead. So, so, right, I mean, because the whole reason why we trust, or, or not, not necessarily trust, but why we allow an Eid Echod by, by uh, Aguna is because she's going to do her own research, right? If she's wrong, we have all the Chumras in the Mishnah, she's going to do her own research. But when it comes to Eva, maybe she doesn't get along with her brother-in-law. And therefore, she's not really going to do her research. So therefore, we don't trust her. So also by an Eid Echod, if one witness comes and says that um, that her brother-in-law is dead, well, we need her to look into it and make sure that he really is dead. But maybe since uh, she doesn't like him very much, she won't. She'll just be more relieved that uh, someone is saying that he's dead and that she doesn't need to do Yibum. She won't really do her research properly. So therefore, I could argue against Rava's Kavachomer and say that um, here also, even by Neid Echod, we can't trust that she's going to do the requisite research to allow her to um, be sure, to, right? So for her to be sure, or for us to be sure that she is sure that Shimon is really dead, to enable her to marry other people. Now, um, the Mishnah had ended with um, right. So we had said that in a situation where, um, what was the situation that we're talking about? Um, yeah, uh, right, uh, dude, what the heck was the situation? Excuse me, I need to look it up. Ah, right. In the situation where 
And they said that her husband died. So she went and she was Mikadesh, a fellow. Uh, well, she got betrothed to a fellow. She didn't marry the fellow. She got betrothed to the fellow. And then it turns out that her husband is actually alive. So she can go right back to her husband. And even if the second fellow gives her a get, the get is irrelevant. And Rebelozer ben Masya explained that this is because um, the Pasuk says, Ve'isha grusha ve'isha v'lo me'isha eno isha, right? By, 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 um, I don't know what the heck I just said. But right, even if he gives her a get, the get is irrelevant. Aisha, it's not, she's not considered a grusha. She's not considered a divorcee, uh, and she could still marry a koyin if her first husband dies, right? So the reason being that it says ve'isha grusha me'isha and not grusha misha eno isha, right? In order for it to be considered a divorcee, she has to be divorced from her husband. But here, the second guy she was never married to, and, uh, right, she was an HSH from the first guy. It was only Kiddushin anyways, never Nisuin. So she could just go back that divorce is irrelevant. So now, says, Omer Vyudah Merav, Havle the Rebelozu Lemedrish Bey Maginisa Vidarish Bey Chaspa. Says Rebudah Merav that, um, Rebelozu Ben Masir could have, uh, darshined a much better, a pearl from that, um, Pasuk. Instead, he, a uh, 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 a piece of pottery which is not like a pearl. I think a marganisa is a pearl. Let me look it up quickly. Yeah, a pearl. Okay, uh, my marganisa. So what is the pearl that he could have darshan from this pasuk? The tiny is within the price of isha grusha meisha afidlo nizgarsha ela meisha psul lechuna vanurech. I get the pasuk lechuna. Friends, you hear this? Let's read it again. Veisha grusha meisha. A woman who is divorced from her husband. Right? It says by a, by a koyin. That a woman who is divorced from her husband cannot marry a kohen. And we can darshan afilu lo Even if she is only divorced to her husband. What does it mean that she's only divorced to her husband? If, if her, if her husband gives her a get and says, look, you are divorced from me, but here's the catch. You are not permitted to anybody else. You hear that? Usually the point of a divorce is that you're divorced from me and you can do whatever you want now. Marry whoever you want. Here this fellow says you're divorced from me, but you're also forbidden upon everybody else. So first of all, that get doesn't work. You can't <laughs> divorce your wife only from you, but not allow her to be married to uh, to marry anybody else. So that 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 get doesn't work, and they're still married. However, what that get does accomplish is that she cannot marry a coin, right? That um, right says right says by a coin says veisha grusha meisha. Even if she's only divorced to her husband, still right a situation where where he says you're divorced from me, but you're not allowed to anybody else. So we say it's a, that, 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 that get is irrelevant and they're still married. But it does accomplish something, which is that even if he now dies and she becomes a widow, she'd be unable to marry a koyin on account of this get. And this is the scent of a get. It's not a real get because they remain married, but still there's a scent of a get, a, a shmek of, of a get. A shmef? A shmek. Shmek. Shmek, I think. So a shmek of a get. And uh, and therefore she's possible to marry a coin. A schmeck of a get. That's nice. Yeah. There's another funny word, funny Yiddish word that I uh, learned the other day, but I'm going to save it for the right time. I'll bring it out when you're not expecting it, and I'll get you to laugh. Let's go weiter. Now, oh, oh. So now we get to new Mishnah. Givaldi. We get to new Mishnah, and in this Mishnah, things turn around. Up until now, we've been talking about where you have a woman whose husband goes traveling someplace and they come back and say he's dead and she marries somebody else. Here we're talking about where, where, where the wife went 
traveling someplace. And they come back and they tell the husband, your wife is, is, is dead. So what does he say? He says, Givaldig, now I can marry your sister. So then she comes back and that, oh, that's, oof. wow. What do you think that scene looks like? <laughs> Probably very awkward. Very awkward. Ah, I'm married to your sister now. <laughs> Let's go fight her. Um, so, says the Mishnah, So you have a fellow whose wife uh, went traveling someplace, and they came back and they said to him, and they said, well, your wife's in well with She says, and he marries her sister. And sure enough, um, his wife comes back. Lo. Um, well, she's permitted to go back to her initial, to her husband. Okay. And he's permitted to, you know, any of the relatives of the sister, such as a daughter or whatever. And the second um, wife would be permitted to his relatives. I, you know, the second, when he married the sister, it was basically irrelevant. Right, I mean, he was still, right, I don't know, let's, let's, uh, let's say Ruvain, Sara, and Rivka. Sara and Rivka are sisters, right? So Ruvain's married to Sara. They say Sara's dead, he marries Rivka. So, but it turns out Sara's alive. So he's really married to Sara the whole time, and the marriage to Rivka is really irrelevant. Alright. If a Mesa Rishona, now if Sara dies, Mutubishnia, he can now marry Rivka. If Sara now dies, so, okay, he can marry Rivka, his sister. One sorry is that Amrlo Mesa Ishto Venosa Sachosa. What if they said to Ruvain, look, Sar is dead, so he marries uh, Rivka. But then they come back and they say, wait, actually, Kayem is Hoysa Vamesa. We say, actually, no, we kind of made a mistake. When we said that Sar was dead, she was actually alive. But now she's dead. Okay. So in this case, um, if she had a child, if, if Ruven and Rivke had a child, um, while Sara was still alive, so a child is a mamzer, but if they had a child after Sara died, so then the child is not a mamzer. Okay. Um, if, if he apostles somebody else, so he also apostles himself, and if he doesn't puzzle anybody else, he doesn't puzzle himself. Um, we're going to have to, uh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow we're going to have a very interesting time trying to understand what that means. Um, so let's save that till tomorrow. It's complicated. Oh, so this is interesting. It's also taka related to what Rabbi Yossi says about being postal other people, being postal other people, and being postal himself, right? Um, so let's let's understand what the Gemara just said. So the Gemara says, what if the the what if we add on to this case a shtickle? So let's say Ruven is married to Sare. Sare has a sister Rivke. Rivke is married to some guy named Shimon. Fine. Now. Sara, Reuven's wife, goes on this trip with her brother-in-law, Shimon. And then word comes back that Sara and Shimon are both dead. Reuven then goes and marries Rivka, his sister-in-law. 
Turns out that Tzara and Shimon are alive. So in that case, we're going to say that Rivka is not going to be permitted to go back to Shimon. However, um, however, Sarah is going to be permitted to go back to Reuven, right? So let's so let's read it inside. Even in a situation where Sarah and Shimon go traveling someplace, and they say, and then they get word that Sarah and Shimon are dead, and now when Reuven gets married to Rivke, this marriage to Kamitsura Eishes Giso Agiso means that Rivke is not able to go back to be married to Shimon, but Afilu Hachi Eishes Giso Asira. But even so, wait, what? The Kamitsura Eishes Giso Agiso Afilu Hachi Eishes Giso Asira Ishto Sharia. Right. So even though, uh, even so, um. Rifke is forbidden to Shimon, but Sarah remains permitted to Reuven. And we do not say, We don't say that, well, since uh, Rifke is also now to Shimon, then uh, uh, Sarah should also be also to Reuven. We do not say that. Okay? Fine. Fine, fine, fine. So let's say that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Kiva. How come? Rabbi Kiva Havila Achuz Grushoso Shnoikis. So the Gemara wants to say, well, if the Mishnah was Rabbi Kiva, well, Rabbi Kiva would say that in this case, right, uh, where, um, uh, Reuven hears that Sarah died on her travels, so he marries Rivke. Now, according to Rebekiva, he would have to get a bill of divorce. He would, ha- he would have to uh, uh, give a get to Rivke. Now, if Reuven has to give a get to Rivke, then what does that mean for Sarah? Sarah is the sister of somebody who he divorced. He's Achuz Gushoso, the sister, right? Sarah now becomes the sister of somebody who he divorced. And he cannot be with, you can't be with Achos Gushoso. So that's the Kash. Let's read that again. Let's say that the Mishnah is not like Rebekiva, the Ira Bekiva. Because if it was Rebekiva, Havila Achos Gushoso. Then Sarah would be unable to go back to Reuven since she would now be the sister of Reuven's Grusha. The Tanis, we learned the Brisa, Kola Rayus, Shabbatere. Right, we learned this the other day. Any of the Rayus in the Torah, right? Fellow, I don't know, face, and she marries his daughter. Ain't Suyichas Emenu Get. You don't need a get from that. That's not no marriage. Doesn't need a get. The only exception being, as we learned the other day, um, uh, the case that we've been talking about, where you have uh, you know a man and a woman are, are are married. He goes traveling someplace, and they say that he is dead. Uh, right, a witness comes and says that he is dead. She then goes to Bezdin. Bezdin says, "Okay, you can get remarried." It turns out that he's alive. In that case, she needs to get a get from the person who she married. adds, even the sister of your brother, Vachos Isha, as well as the sister of your wife. And therefore, in this case, where the wife went traveling someplace and a witness says that she's dead, Reuben then goes and marries her sister. When the wife comes back, when Sarah comes back, Reuven is going to have to give a get to Rivke. 
Now, if that's the case, that makes sorry achos gushos of the Rebekiva by a get. And since Rebekiva says that he would have to give a get to Rifke, Mimele, Itzraole, Mimele, sorry becomes also to Ruven, to Havila, achos gushoso, because sorry becomes achos gushoso. Okay? But says the Gemara, not so fast. Not so fast. Not so fast. Um, Rabbi Kiva would not necessarily say that in this case, um, Reuven would have to give Rivka a get because Flavit Marlow was not stated about it. Amiv Gidol, Amiv Chiba Yosef, Amirav, Hayeshes Och, Hechidami. What's the situation of the wife of your brother that needs a get? Kigon Shekidesh, Ochivesa Isha. For example, if Ruvain was Mekadesh, he betrothed Sarah, but didn't marry Sarah. And then Ruvain goes traveling someplace, and then Shimon hears that his brother Ruvain is dead. So he then goes and does Yibum with Sarah. Or he then goes and, or it doesn't say Yibum, he then goes and marries Sarah. What are the, what are the Yentes going to say? They're going to say, you know what happened? The Yentists know everything. The Yentists know that Ruvain was only betrothed to Sar. And they're going to say, you know what happened? This is what happened. The Yentists are going to say, I know exactly what happened. And everyone's going to listen intently, all the other Yentists. And one of the Yentists is going to say, this is what happened. Ruvain um, betrothed Sar under a stipulation some kind of a stipulation that wasn't met. I don't know what the stipulation was, but it wasn't met. And the reason why Shimon is now marrying Sarah is because since the stipulation of Reuven was not met, Reuven and Sarah were therefore never had had any relationship. And Shimon is therefore now married to Sarah. Mamish married to Sarah. Reuven had some kind of stipulation. The stipulation was not met. Shimon now married Sarah. And therefore, that's mamish, a marriage, and therefore they would need to get, right? If, if Reuven comes back, I guess, uh, they would need to get. Although, whatever, whatever it is, Shimon, right, is now married and they would need to get. By Shapir Nosiv, and therefore Shimon, right, if Reuven had some kind of, uh, um, stipulation built into the engagement, uh, that was not met, so then Shimon would be allowed to marry Sara, and that is why they would need to get by uh, this, the wife of your brother. And what's the situation of the sister of your wife? For example, Ruvain was betrothed to Sarah and Sarah went traveling and then rumor came back that she was dead. And I mean, Ruvain was betrothed to Sarah. Sarah goes traveling someplace. Word comes back that she's dead. Amun v'nosa esachosa. Reuven then goes and marries her sister Rivka. The Amr Inche, the Yentis are going to say, Hach kamaisa tanai havalei b'kidushin. That Reuven had some kind of stipulation in his uh, kidushin with Sarah. They, uh, and that stipulation was not met. And therefore they were never ever actually married in the first place. For Ashap Yenosiv. And Reuven properly married Rivka. And therefore she would need a get. But, But, in our Mishnah where we're talking about Nisuin, we were talking about when Ruven and Sarah were mamish married. There, there, there's no reason to say that um, Ruven would have to give a get to Rivka, no get necessary, and therefore, you know, Rabbi Kiva would not say that in our Mishnah 
and Rifka would require, would require a get, and therefore our Mishnah can even be Rabbi Akiva. But now, friends, you ready for this? Friends, I don't know if you're ready for this. You ready for this? If the mission is really Rabbi Akiva, let's name Hamoso. Well, then the Mishnah should also mention a case of Chamoso, of his mother-in-law. Because we hear, hear that according to Rabbi Kiva, Oh, Rabbi Kiva holds that if Reuven is married to Sarah and Sarah dies, Reuven, if he marries his mother-in-law, he's not Chayiv Sreife. So therefore, if that's the case, we could, if it was Rabbi Akiva, so then we should also include a situation where uh, Sarah goes on a trip somewhere, she dies, and then Ruvain marries her mother-in-law, uh, his mother-in-law. Titan is we learn in Abraisa. Ba'ish Yisufu also ve'esen. Says the Pasuk, let's read the Pasuk. Ve'isha she'ikach is isha ve'esima. A fellow takes a woman and her mother. The question is, who's this woman and mother? Is it talking about his wife and her mother? Is it talking about his mother-in-law and her mother? Zima he, it's Zima. I don't know, it's not appropriate. You have to burn them, burn him, burn them. You can't have any zima, any of this inappropriate stuff. So now it says, You'll burn him and them. Rabbi Shmuel says, As Rashi points out, that hain in Greek apparently means one. So as hen means him and one of them. So 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 according to Rabbi Shmuel, it means him and one of them. Rabbi Kiva says, uh, him and both of them. Now we're going to explain in Machlokas, Abaye and Rava about how to understand this Pasuk. So, so I understand our Mishnah and why, even if it's according to Rabbi Akiva, we leave out um, his mother-in-law. Because Abaye understands this Machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva in the following way. That they're arguing about how to understand the implication of the Pasuk. Rabbi Shmuel Savar Rabbi Akiva Savar that um, Rabbi Yishmael, right? Both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael agree that you don't have right. That when it says ish kiikaches isha ves ima, right? When a person uh, 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 marries a or has a relationship with a, a woman and her mother, and it says that you have to burn them, clearly it is not talking about his wife because what did his wife do? His wife didn't do anything. He's allowed to marry his wife. Rather, it's talking about who's Isha Ve'ima, his mother-in-law, and his mother-in-law's mother. Now, Rabbi Yishmael says that specifically this Pasuk is talking about Ve'eshen, burning only one of them. He actually learns that his mother-in-law's mother from a different Gezer Shava, but that's not, a, that's not important right now. It says Rabbi Yishmael, it says, they have to burn, right, Eshen, them, him and them. So, Eshen means Es'achas mehen. I.e., just the mother-in-law. We're not talking about the mother-in-law's mother right now. Whereas Rabbi Akiva says, says no, also both the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother as well. You have to burn in addition to the fellow. So now, according to this, according to Rabaye, nobody said anything about marrying the mother-in-law after the wife is dead. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a, a fellow's, right? Ruvain's married to Sarah, and then he goes ahead and sleeps with her mother-in-law, her mother-in-law's, right, his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law's mother, right, i.e. Sarah's mother, Sarah's grandmother. So, so, that is what 
the pasuk is talking about according to Abai, nothing to do with what if Sarah dies, and then he marries Mala, that's not talking about that. So therefore, according to Abaye, nobody said anything about if uh, Sarah dies and he marries the mother-in-law. Pasuk doesn't say anything. We're not talking about that according to Abai. So therefore, there's no reason to assume that you could marry your mother-in-law after your wife dies. And therefore, yeah, the Mishnah doesn't mention um, your mother-in-law because the Pasuk is not talking about your mother-in-law. So again, Bishlam al-Abaye, I understand according to Abaye, Dharma Mashmoz, Darshani Kibanayu, who says that the Machlokas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva is just about how to understand uh, the implication of the puzzle, Rabbi Shmuel Sover, Chadaksiv, Rabbi Shmuel says that um, we're only talking about Srefa for your mother-in-law, not your mother-in-law's mother, Rabbi Kiva Sover, Taitaksiv, Rabbi Kiva says that no, it's talking about your mother-in-law and your mother-in-law's mother. So Shapir, so I understand why the Mishnah, even if it's going to Rabbi Kiva, the Mishnah leaves out Chamosa, your mother-in-law, because uh, the Pasuk, the, the Mishnah's, uh, because there's nothing wrong with marrying. Well, not, uh, um, what? No. Leaves out your mother-in-law because we have no uh, reason to assume that you can marry your mother-in-law after your wife dies. The Pasuk's not talking about that. But Ella Lerovit, but according to Rave, who says that the machloka is between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Kiva, is regarding if your wife dies, are you chayiv strafa for marrying your mother-in-law? That um, Rabbi Shimon says yes, because achas man, right? Even if even if only one of them is alive, right? So according to um, Rave. When it says Isha ve'ima, it is talking about your wife and her mother. And what it means is that Rabbi Shmuel says, even if only one of them is alive, i.e. if your wife dies and your mother-in-law is alive and you marry your mother-in-law, so you'll be chayv sreifer. Whereas Rabbi Kiva says, no, both of them have to be alive. That in order to be chayv sreifer, your wife has to be alive when you have a relationship with your mother-in-law and then you're chayv sreifer. Um, um, but if your wife is dead, so then you would not be chayv sreifer for marrying your mother-in-law. So if that's the case, so according to Rave, then if the Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, so then you're not chayv sreifer for marrying your mother-in-law after your wife dies. And therefore we should include in the Mishnah, right, the situation where your wife got lost, people said she was dead, and you married your mother-in-law. That should be a situation that should come up in the Mishnah, to which the Gemara answers, um, Right, so less ninami chamoso. So according to Rave, if the mission is Rabbi Kiva, we should also mention chamoso. Amrle need the miata kra misreifa meisurim miata kra. To which Rabbi Shmuel, to which Rav Kahana responds to Rav Ashi, says, "Look, sure, according to Rabbi Akiva, according to Rava, Rabbi Akiva would say that you're not chayiv sreifa for marrying your mother-in-law after your wife dies, but that doesn't mean that it's permitted. It doesn't mean that it's uh, right. It says meisurim miata kra." Does the Pasuk say that it's not, not going to be an Isser? Of course it's an Isser. You're still not going to be allowed to do it, so therefore the Mishnah is not going to talk about a case that you're not allowed to do. Um, okay, as opposed to like your sister-in-law, for example. You're allowed to marry your sister-in-law once your wife is dead, but that wouldn't apply to your mother-in-law. So, leave it out. All right, friends. Well, um, well, the Daf started off talking about trying uh, trying to bring a proof for um, to say that an Eid Echad would be believed to say that a woman is permitted to uh, that right to say that a woman's yavam is uh, dead and that she can marry whoever she wants. We tried twice to bring a proof, but we didn't succeed. And then we moved on to a case where a fellow's wife goes uh, traveling someplace and she doesn't come back, and then he marries the sister-in-law, and then she does come back. Um, so we are discussing that uh, case.
case. Okay, and then we were talking about maybe the Mishnah should not be Rabbi Akiva. We said it could be Rabbi Akiva. Then we said if it's Rabbi Akiva, maybe it should include Chamoso. To which um, we said that no, even if it's Rabbi Akiva, it would not uh, include Chamoso. And we saw Machlokas between Abai and Rava about how to, well, we saw really Machlokas between um, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel about how to understand the Pasuk of that you burn Osof as Hen. Rabbi Shmuel says as Hen means as Achas Mehen, only one of them. Um, Rabbi Kiva says it means both of them, um, and we saw machlokas between Rova and Abai. Uh, Rova and Abai how to understand this machlokas. Abai says it's talking about is the chiv sreifa in this pasuk only referring to the mother-in-law, like um, Rabbi Shmuel says, or maybe it's the mother-in-law and the mother-in-law's mother, like Rabbi Akiva. Right? Rabbi Shmuel says it's only one of them. Rabbi Kiva says both of them. Um, Rova says it's talking about um, would you be chayiv sreifa if having a relationship with your mother-in-law after your wife is dead. Um, Rabbi Shmuel says yes. Rabbi Kiva says no. Peace out, friends.